Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening, Malcolm Blight, David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA, 8223 You can have your say on any topic. Uh, tire Power thinks safety this August. Uh, get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Well, it started last night, Malcolm, uh, just as we're about to go on the, the news about Eddie Betts broke. The book has come out and, and Chapter 17, very inflammatory. And there's been a thousand different opinions. There's been talk back going crazy all over Australia. Yeah. Every every station, both here and particularly in Melbourne and, and Adelaide with Eddie's uh, uh, presence, has been calls from Mark Rusciuto's head. Can't believe that. Ruby, good mate of um, Eddie Betts, no doubt about that. And the opinions differ. Um, some have been absolutely horrified. A couple of things, I must admit, I, it certainly took me aback. I had heard, I reckon, most of those things except the one where the close confidential information had come out and referring to his mother, which is um, some are just saying simply harden up and, and some saying, why was this brought out years ago? Or does it coincide with the book? Yeah, look, I, yeah. I mean, I think you've summed that, that beautifully, actually. I, I, I wrote down something like this. Um, playing the Richmond song, big deal. That's been done a thousand yeah, times. That's yeah. all been heard, yep. Blindfold. I went when on the Gold Coast just recently, you know, not that long ago, an obstacle course where you help a teammate and, and a fellow staff member. I mean, I've been on a million of those things. You know, I'm tied up. I mean, we have a tied up. I mean, it's just to try and undo them, get all that bonding stuff. So all that stuff, I couldn't – that is not even a headline. It's not even close. It's one of those things that – They do that done. in the Army. Yeah, they do it everywhere. Fibre yeah, we of course they that early. Well, one of the things that, that actually does hurt, and, and, and I did and not know – And bothers you. And bothers me – is that if if what Eddie's saying about his mother, and I don't disbelieve him, is that two things with it, to repeat it in public, if he did say that, is is bloody unforgivable, David, yeah, isn't it? That's out of bounds, yeah. It, it, it's just not right. But the, the question, can I just ask you, I've been involved in a number of these things over a number of years. Why, why would you, I'll ask you this question, would you divulge sensitive Private information to someone you don't know. No, I, I ask you no, that. I, wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. ask you that. Looking down the barrel. No, I wouldn't. It's none of their business. And, and I, if you had a close uh, confidant, a close friend, and they thought they could help you, and could you, and they knew what your situation was, maybe you would. But to some unknown third party, no. No. And, and then to throw it back up if he has uh, divulged this and has been thrown back in his face, well, that's wrong. I mean, that is the part that that is wrong. I, Probably ninety percent of the camp was right. Yeah, maybe. Probably ninety yeah. percent. A lot yeah. of players liked it. A lot come out and said they they grew in stature because of the camp. Now, and, and I, you know, let's say we, we do believe Eddie that that is unforgivable. Now, what I want to ask then was Eddie asked about this, and I haven't heard this yet today. 
was he asked by the AFL, the integrity, integrity unit, also the Safe Work SA. Players Association. Yeah, did, and, and the, I mentioned last night Graeme Corns did that uh, quite extensive interview with the Collective Minds. Did, did, I have not heard that at all. That, that, that is a different slant to the things, isn't did it? Did Eddie tell them that exact yeah. part about the, the yeah. hurtful things uh, regarding his mum or... Yeah, or, or him not being a far, you know, decent father. Yeah, can I can I tell you a quick story? And this is one of the things that you learn. And hopefully, if anyone's out there, I, I went I went hard at players about their playing ability or their mannerisms around. Some say the hardest. No, no, yeah, well, whatever. But it was never about their family. It was always about them in trying to get them better to play footy. Now, no one went on this camp to fail. No. Obviously, it's been a failure. Someone rang up last night and said, well, it, it wasn't a – you're quite right. It wasn't a success. It obviously wasn't a success. But I'll tell you a quick story, David, and this is, this is where I learned something about if you've got, you got the guts in you, you stand up for yourself and in what you believe. And I was playing state football with a guy called David Dench in oh, 1977. We ended up winning the flag, by the way, at the end of the year. So two of us went to – represented North Melbourne playing for Victoria in Perth. We had a great win. Our coach, Ron Brassie, at the time was coach of the team. Got that? Back in Melbourne, our team, North Melbourne, played Collingwood. And it was coached by a guy, a seconds coach called Ray Slug, oh, Slug Jordan. Yep. Jordan. Anyhow, North got beat. So on the Monday review, Monday review, would you believe, David and I got back with Brass, da-da-da. David left straight after the game. His wife was pregnant back in Melbourne. So he didn't go through the festivities of the Victorian team. So in the team meeting, just to finish this off quickly, we used to go around the team, back pocket, full back, back pocket. Anyhow, thank you, you're, you're fine, he's a good player. And he got to David, second one in the room, and he said, why did you go back? Why didn't you stay with the rest of the and team? Celebrate. And this is, this is North Melbourne, yeah. by the way. He didn't even bloody play. We didn't get, he played really well, David, too. And he said, why didn't you stay with the rest of the team? And with that, David just bloody stood up like a statue, mate. And I'll give you something here, Brassy. This football club and you can go and get stuffed. If it, my wife or child about to be is going to be on this earth, you can stick this club up your ass. I'm, I'm out of here. And just stormed out the room. This is, the, I reckon, the best fullback I've ever seen. Yeah. So the meeting ended. But what it did do to say, don't you touch with our personal life. Don't you ever. So how could this happen now, so, all these years later? So you're saying at the time... If if anyone was hurt by things, it should have happened then too. Correct. So, hey, you're, no. You don't know my life. No. Go and get stuff. No, no. If it's about footy and the way you fit and, the, you know, you, all those disciplined things within a footy club, hard as you like. Yeah. Hard as you like, David, but not on personal issues of your family or people in your family or, or great friends. I, I just – there is no line there. This is unforgivable. If yeah. this happened, and obviously it did – why someone didn't say something then is is beyond me. Yeah, and I reckon calling for Mark Pashido's head's wrong too. No, of course not. Yeah. Mark wasn't there. He would have known every yeah. intricate detail what they're going to do. I would love someone of authority to be there. So, hey, hey, that's not on. Get yeah. out of here. All the rest I don't yeah. care about. Yeah. Do you? No, do you agree with no, that? I agree. Yeah. And as I said, we've, we've all copped it, but if it gets personal like your mum or dad or, oh, or, or lack it, or you're not going to be a good father, I understand that. Oh, I won't. Rubbish. Uh, let's go to Colin. Hello, Colin. No, we got problems. Hello, Mark. G'day, guys. How are you? Good, thanks, Mark. I uh, I'm amazed at how the um, 
the Vogue Cavalry's changed in 24 hours. Last night, both of you were saying that, oh, because it's been cleared by X, Y, and Z. And Excuse me. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I... Excuse me, Mark. I will interrupt this. Not knowing about the facts of personal information. Please. Yeah, but you Please. said they've no, been no, no. cleared. Excuse me. They were cleared. So, I've just no, said. Hang if, on. If you, listen, if you listen to what I said at the start, I said we still don't know why. It hasn't come on. Or did well, I we do before? know. Do we? No, we do, yes. Oh. Um, he's come out today and said he spoke at length to the AFL. Oh, sorry, hang on. Sorry, Mark, I did not know that. FA. I did not know that, Mark. You, no, you don't know, Mark, if he said that particular bit, though, to anybody. No one knows yet. Why are you trying to defend the AFL work safe and not Eddie? Eddie, I believe, is a very honest man. Did you and hear what you guys go out of your way and say, oh, we'll work safe, say, Malcolm, you know as well as I do, if you ask the right questions, you learn nothing. Now, the AFL has got an appalling record on dealing with issues like this. Adam Goods. But it goes back forever. But you guys seem to think this is Eddie's fault because he wants to sell a book. Mark, a lot of people love the camp too. You, There's two hear, sides yeah. to the story. Didn't you hear what I just said? Bringing up stuff about their mother, which I did not know about, I don't know that people have asked, and I'll repeat, I'll repeat, is unforgivable. Unforgivable. Whether that got through or was explained to both those parties you said, including the AFL and or WorkSafe yeah. Safety, I don't know. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Uh, hello, Dean. Dean, Dean. Dean, you there? Hi, Dean. How you going? Yeah, got you, Dean. Yeah. I just want to say about Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts is an honest person, you know, obviously, and he's a decent guy. But, you know, that test they had when they ran out and come out that door with the Richmond guy. Okay, when I was playing football, if there was Richmond guy singing the Richmond song or whatever, holding up a premiership thing, I'd be tying him up with his own Guernsey and his own footy shorts and tying him up there. And then when they're on the bus and they're singing, the, playing the Richmond song, I'd be taking over those two guys <laughs> that got the full song. They're not going to shoot them anyway. And I'd be actually changing the song around all singing the Crows song. And if someone said to me about my mother or my sister or my children on the football field when I was playing 35 years ago, when the minute the umpire wasn't looking, the ball come down, I'd be putting them in a hospital. So, you know, yeah. I think that the boys need to stand up for themselves and get some guts. I mean, you know, it wouldn't have happened 35 years ago. No one would put up with that shit. You know, yeah. like it's absolutely disgraceful that no one stood up. And, you know, Jacobs did. And, and, and I reckon Rashido should go for the fact that these people got thrown out. And we lost um, Cameron and we lost uh, Keith and we lost, I don't know how many others we've lost that would have made us a, almost a premiership side, you know, and they lost by a bit, but they've been through a lot that year with, um, with their coach being killed and everything, you know, like it's a, it's a bad thing to do that to those people. And, you know, if you want to get out there and build rafts and things, but guess who's the, the major winner? Um, Melbourne. They, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Goodwin took them all to the pub and had drinks and everything else. And guess what? They got a premiership. Mm, thanks. A big uh, way I, it's, it's probably hard. I, I, I just go back to that call again. Who was it, Mark? Mark. I mean, not sticking up, sticking up for the people that actually integrity. If it was spoken about, 
It, it, I, I'll say it again. It's unforgivable. I mean, that sort of stuff. Who was the person that actually did it? Now, did Mark Rusciuto do it? Did Brett Burton do it? Did Scott Camporiali do it? I'm not sure. Did they know it was going to be done? I think it's interesting to the point, as you said, if you've divulged some information, A, should you divulge it at the start with you? Correct. You don't have to. I mean, Correct. you're not forced to. Would you? Oh, and if it would. came back out at you, then do you make a stand then or do you wait and write a book and, and say, I wasn't happy then? I mean, there's been plenty of chances to to come out and be open with this too. Yeah, it has, isn't it? Not through, not, yeah. not AFL, not, that, that's been looked at. Um, and, and people are, as I said, there's a thousand different opinions here. Some are horrified, you say rightly so. Some are saying harden up. Some are talking about the timing. You've got to look at everything. And, and Eddie's selling a book, it might be a bestseller now. And why will it, have they mentioned any of the other 16 chapters or just this chapter? Um, you know, it'll be interesting now to see what the AFL say, what work, safe, work safety say. Uh, they say work safety. Well, they probably said they've said it. You know, they've said their bit. Well, uh, and, um, you know, you can say whether, whether uh, collective minds have been cleared or whatever. I mean, they've all, they're all saying it was brought out the open, nothing to show for. But you don't know how any one person feels. And no, it obviously hurt, it's obviously hurt yeah, any, I, I, big time. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But, I mean, I just can't believe it. it this wouldn't have raised its head un, into those discussions. Are you saying, too, you wouldn't have divulged? No, I wouldn't the, have said in the first place. Because, you know, it's, a, it's a, a mind thing to try and get you to play better. I don't think I would have either. Can, can I just tell you something also? And this is this is a real aside, the power stance. Now, I was involved in the media, David, watching all this unfold, and I, I forget when it happened. I think it happened from the year before when they got Collective Minds. And Collective Minds as a group had some success with uh, other football clubs yep. and, and premierships yep. they were involved in. That's why the Crows employed them, because they were doing some supposedly good stuff. Yeah, and, right. and up into the grand final was but, and, outstanding. And, and, you know, the power stance and all that sort of stuff. I saw everybody involved in that, and I, you know what, you know, looking back as an onlooker, just in the media, I thought, geez, they've got something here. It all happened it did for, 20, for 25 weeks of the year. Yeah. It worked. For one, one week, wake, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, well said. Uh, Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switched to Lumo today. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, or Kia Sportage, car of the year. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, apologies to all the callers trying to get through, but we have got Bryce Gibbs and Ben Hook coming up shortly. Our, our coverage tonight is for Weeks. Weeks Homes Discover Different as we welcome Sam Fantasia. Hi, Sam. The lines, lines are going crazy. How come you're not on? Have you got my mic on? Yeah, two's on. Oh, try that one. That's not working. Come here, Sam. Oh, turn, turn the fader up. Turn the fader up. Well, there we go. How's that? Try that. Yeah, yeah, that's better. That's better. That's well, see, better. This is, this is riveting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a really good radio. What do you got to give us? Uh, I've got the quiz. Uh, apologies, as you said, to the callers who couldn't get through. Uh, it was very tough mounting the phones out there. there well, they've had two hours of it too. Yeah, with, exactly. With, and Rowie will be on again tomorrow. So exactly. And, um, and I should say this before you go. Yes. I, there's probably 40 different opinions from all the players that are at that, at that camp. Absolutely. It just keeps on giving, doesn't it? It and just keeps on and giving. And only, only really one's come out at the moment. Yeah. So there yeah. might be a few others, I'd imagine. Yeah. And I imagine we'll ask Bryce Gibbs after the break um, his thoughts on it. Uh, now, it's the Who Am I quiz. It's the last week. 
Moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 13-27-27. Get on the road faster, 13-27-27, as I note down that credit time. So when he gets a double pass to the movies, a Signet portable phone charger, and goes in the running to win four MTX club tickets with a $200 voucher for food and beverages at Adelaide Oval. Uh, no more calls on Eddie Betts. The only calls I will be taking for the rest of the show are about the quiz because we have Bryce Gibbs and Ben Hook. Well, it gives a up. decent clue. Oh, gee. This was consulted with one Malcolm Jack Blight, so if you don't like right. it, I'm going to just uh, pass the blame Let's go. to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on both the Adelaide and Port Adelaide lists is clue one. Ooh. Clue two, I was born in Victoria but have strong family ties to South Australia. Born in Victoria, strong family ties. Call okay. eight two two three double O double O only for the quiz. And thank you, Sam. And uh, we'll have another clue tomorrow if that doesn't go off tonight. Uh, we've got uh, a minute before we go to the break. And on the other side, Bryce Gibbs. I'm not sure Bryce will want to talk too much about this at the moment. We'll no, because he, he was coming to the club first time, wasn't he? And so yeah, he was got just trained into it. He got a guest on the... on the. Leave me out. I still want my contract. <laughs> yeah, sort right. of stuff. But. As I said. And I mean, those people, I mean, they're passionate about it. And that's fair enough too. But for goodness sake... Um, no one sticks up here for the AFL. We try and be objective in all we do, David. That's all I'll say. Is about there that. a is there a solution to this? I mean, it's it's research. Well, I think that Tim Silver's from the Crows. Has he's apologised. He's just said, look, if you feel that way, we do apologise that that's gone down that track. And I think generally Adelaide's pretty much like that. Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand twenty one years in a row. We're going to a break. On the other side, Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, he played for the Crows and Carlton. Back with him shortly. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo, Lumo SA. SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey uh, for Australia Made. It's important to buy Australia right now. Look for the logo, be sure. Also, thanks to Kia. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. I'm going to speak with Bryce Gibbs. Um, now, obviously played with Carlton and the Adelaide Crows. Had a terrific career now playing for South Adelaide. Been injured for a while, Blighty. So yeah. hopefully back on track. And all the drama about Eddie, obviously, surfaced last night during our show. And uh, we, we'd ha- actually booked up Bryce well before that. But yeah, he joins but... us now. Hi, Bryce. How are you? Gay fellas. How you doing? It's, I know it's a tough one. Everyone's having their say today. But we've, we've got to ask you... Uh, uh, about the camp, say what you like, but uh, we ha- we have to ask the question. Uh, Eddie's come out quite strong, purely on the back of a, a book launch, and uh, it's sort of been quite explosive around Australia. Uh, yeah, it certainly has, and um, yeah, it's obviously come out now, and the things that Eddie went through and experienced, um, which is which is really sad to see. Um, I'm probably in a position, uh, boys, probably not to comment on it too much uh, just yet. Yep. Um, I'll probably got to tick a few boxes from my end uh, before I can say too much on it. But, um, yeah, it's obviously shocked a, a fair few people and uh, obviously welfare's first and foremost. And uh, we're obviously, well, everyone's getting around Eddie today, which is fantastic to see. But, um, you know, being a close mate to his, um, yeah, it was, yep. certainly it was a tough time for him. So, um, yeah, with all respect, I'll, I'll touch on it at some point, but probably right now is not the right time for, for me to say anything. We just heard uh, Adam Saad um, get some awful comments. He was called a terrorist from some woman at Adelaide Oval. And I know it goes on. You're always going to get an idiot in the crowd. And you played footy for a long while when you played with Indigenous boys or, or, or players from other heritages. Um, do you ever hear that yourself? Do you, uh, you're aware of the some of the criticism, some of the hurtful stuff that does get thrown over the fence? 
Uh, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. You can hear the crowd at times, especially if you're, you're close enough to the boundary uh, and and the, cr- the crowd is getting quite vocal. Um, I never heard any specific racial vic- vilification, uh, vilification um, remarks to players, but in terms of feedback to myself that uh, I'm not a very good player and uh, you know, yeah. I'm not going that well, et cetera, et cetera, you certainly can uh, hear at times. Um, but yeah, it is it is sad to hear these things because you know, we, we're trying to educate everyone in the game, whether you're you're playing, whether you're a spectator, uh, and that's not just at AFL level. That's at that's at all grades, at all levels across the country. Uh, we want to stamp this out, and we we continue to educate people. But these things, unfortunately, just keep popping up, and um, it's unfortunate. And we just got to keep calling it out when we hear it, and and continue to, to teach people and educate them around that it's uh, it's not the right thing to do. Eddie Betts probably the best recruit. Oh, Darren Jarman's pretty good too, but Eddie had a wonderful career here. And you played with him at both clubs. Uh, where does he rank in, in terms of the brilliant players you've seen? Oh, He's been my top couple for sure. Uh, and I've, I've been lucky enough to play with a couple of great ones. Like Chris Judd, obviously, is an obvious one there, but... Oh, I've got a, an amazing story with Ed in terms of played with him at Carlton, played against him for Carlton against Adelaide, played with him at Adelaide, <laughs> then played against him for Adelaide against Carlton. <laughs> I don't think that would have been done too many times. Could you with, run that uh, by me again? Oh, you lost me halfway through that. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. Against, with, against. Yeah. There's plenty going on, but uh, we've um, you know struck up a, a great relationship over over many years and, and our families are still friends and um, I've been I've had the best seats in the house for a long time watching him go about his business and the way he's obviously played has been unbelievable but the way he's been a role model in the community not only from a, you know, an indigenous culture point of view but um, just a, a great human being and the example he sets for everyone uh, he's a credit to himself and um, he's continuing to lead the way in, in a lot of spaces which is which is great. Yeah, very well said. Now, Bryce, uh, back at South Adelaide, I know you've got a shoulder injury. Um, it's bad luck and it looks as though you might just struggle to get there for the end of the year. But I just wanted to go back a little bit. 268 games Bryce Gibbs played uh, for mainly Carlton and obviously for Adelaide. Mate, I, I love saying this. You, you know you're in less than 2% of anyone that's ever played the game. At the top 2%. It's, it's an amazing figure, isn't it? It's a lot of games of footy. And you're in rarefied air. Congratulations on that. And just at now that you actually get near the end, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after, probably going to happen. How have you understood that you're in the best two percent in the competition ever? Uh, yeah, I haven't really probably thought of it like that, Blighty. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I've been very proud of, of what I've achieved over over a long period of time, and certainly very grateful for the opportunity back in 2000. And, Six when when Carlton read my name out to you know, fulfil a, a childhood dream and you know to to look back and say that I, I was going to achieve you know 260 odd games uh, at the at the top level um, yeah, I would have taken that every day of the week so uh, albeit you know I certainly had a lot of luck over my career in terms of injury and and things like that because we understand a lot of players have tough runs with injury and all different reasons and you know although it didn't end the way I thought it would uh, not playing a lot of footy in my last couple of years. Um, you know, I still wouldn't change anything. And, um, yeah, certainly now that I can reflect, uh, now that I'm retired, although I'm still trying to run around and keep up with these young sure. guys in the sandful. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been bloody um, proud of what I've achieved over, over the 13 or 14 years uh, in the system. 
as we head near the end of the year and all the all the machinations of top eight, etc., even in the in the Sanford, all the finals. But look, today you played in five finals and you played in winning finals. Is, is there one special final for you? Well, yeah, that's probably the, the one area that I didn't get to enjoy as much as I would have liked either, and, and that was the pointy end of the season. And played in two winning ones uh, against Essendon, two against great rivals, one against Essendon, which I think we won by about ten goals, and uh, we beat we come from behind by about thirty points to beat Richmond uh, in a final, albeit we snuck in uh, from ninth that year, Whitey. But um, the Richmond game obviously gets spoken about a yep. lot and it's been a great memory for, for Carlton supporters in the last period of time because that's the, the most success we've had in that year. But people forget about the, the week before that too, which was probably just as special as a final. We played over here in Adelaide. Actually, it was the last game at Amy Stadium against Port Adelaide uh, and we had to win to make the final. So we end up winning by a point. And again, I think we were down by about 35 points halfway through the third quarter in that game. And somehow found a way to, to claw our way back and, and win that game, which ultimately got us into the finals. And then we went on to beat Richmond uh, the week after. So I, I sort of count that Port Adelaide game as a final because if we hadn't won that game, we wouldn't have ended up uh, playing the following week. So certainly that uh, that Richmond that Richmond game and that Port Adelaide yeah. game before that were, were really special games to play in. I've been lucky enough to commentate pretty well your whole career. Um, a couple of games at least a year when Crows or Port played Carlton. But I remember too, Bryce, you did a couple of great tagging roles. We all remember Bryce Gibbs as a beautifully skilled player, beautiful kick and mark. And But did you stand Adam Goods one day? Uh, I remember a couple of big names you stood and you did very well too, just to shadow them, walk around the ground with them. Yeah, and I think that was probably uh, one of my strengths was I, I was pretty versatile, could play most positions on the ground. And yeah, there was a, a couple of years there where, where uh, Rats wanted me to do some jobs on players and, uh, it wasn't an every week thing, but yeah, it was certainly against Sydney, against Adam Goods, uh, against Port Adelaide. I'd play on Chad Corns, um, <laughs> Geelong, Stevie Johnson. So there was a few matchups that uh, Rats really thought um, I, I, I'd be good at, and I'd you know, be able to influence um, that contest. And yeah, there was a couple. Of, we had some a couple of great battles with Adam Goods. I, I still remember um, I got him a couple of times, and then and then he got me a couple of times, but. Uh, uh, yeah, there was a couple of years there where I did a bit of tagging and uh, I think we had a pretty good midfield at the time. So that was actually an avenue for me to actually spend more time in the midfield, tagging some of these guys. So I was all for it and really enjoyed the challenge playing on, on the best players in the comp at the time. Now this weekend, the Adelaide Football Club, of which you remember last year, played the West Coast Eagles in Perth. Now, you, I'm going to bring up a smiley face for you today because... In round 10, 2010, was when you had your most disposals in a game, 45, would you believe, against the West Coast Eagles. I'll bet you, you remember that game. I certainly do, Blighty. You never forget uh, your good ones, do you? <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I remember that game. And I remember towards the end of the game, I knew I'd had a few touches because every time I got the ball, the crowd started cheering. So I knew I was, uh, I'd had a bit of the ball that day. And I think... Um, after the after the game in the press conference, they asked about better players on the day, and Rats actually said, "Oh, Bryce was actually okay, but probably our better players were Jeffy Garland. I think he just <laughs> put a lot of pressure on, and he didn't give too much away. But uh, I think we had a bit of a laugh at the end of the year. I ended up getting uh, maximum votes in the in the best and fairest, so that was a, a bit of a funny thing we reflected on later in that year after that game. Tell us about South, where they are, and and also who do you reckon is the best side going around at the moment in the sample? 
Yeah, it's well, it's been a, an unbelievably um, tight competition, the sample this year. A bit similar to the AFL, actually. Like most teams can win on on any given day, and uh, at South we've we've had a, a, a pretty tough year in terms of injury and COVID and uh, things like that. I mean, a lot of teams deal with it and, and have to deal with it, but we've had something like 18 or 19 debutants this year, which that's a, a pretty significant number in terms of uh, you know blooding new players and. Um, getting new guys into your side. We probably just haven't had that continuity this year that we would have liked, but uh, to the boys' credit, we've, we've still fought out games and we've, we've lost a handful of games by less than a kick, unfortunately, which is uh, probably probably going to hurt us towards the end of the year now. Gonna, I think we're a couple of games out with uh, only a couple of games to go, so we need to re- obviously win, but we, we need to rely on a couple of teams to, to lose as well, which is not ideal, but... Um, I think North Adelaide uh, have set the bar all year. They've probably been the most consistent side, and a lot of lot of people didn't see them making the finals at the start of the year. So they probably took that personally. And uh, I've got a couple of good recruits in, and, and have just had a really consistent year. So, uh, but in saying that, uh, it's pretty wide open. Uh, we've seen what the Crows have been doing with it with a healthy list. They're uh, they're certainly dangerous. Glenelga are still got a lot of quality players on on their side as well. Uh, and Norwood, a, a yeah. young side, just having a, having a crack um, and have sort of snuck up on a few teams as well. So um, it, it is quite wide open and having that double chance this year is going to be more crucial than ever, I think. A lot of guys that come out of South been recruited three or four last year. We know Horn Francis, Robert Skinner, and there's one other lad that went to Collingwood, I think. I can't think of his name. But any, any young lads again you think might be a chance in the draft? Uh, yeah, we've got a couple. Um, Will Verrill this year showed some really good signs. He probably got off to a, a slow start of the year. He's had some groin issues and uh, he was crook a little bit as well. So he started to get his mojo back in the second half of the year and he played state footy a couple of weeks ago for the under-18 state side. And uh, yeah, he's um, looking to finish off the year strong and there's certainly been some interest around him as well. So um, probably won't get as many drafted this year, potentially not. But um, even the next couple of years, we've certainly got some great juniors coming through through the South programs that um, that are showing some really good signs and are really talented players. So um, South Adelaide are in a, in a great space in terms of their juniors coming through over the next couple of years. Now, Bryce Gibbs is at the moment is doing development coaching, obviously playing as well, but developing coaching and also doing some commentary uh, on, on the game and, and things around sports. So... Where does Bryce Gibbs move on to in the next 12 months, two years, when, when your playing days are done? That's a great question, Blighty, and something that I'm, I'm still probably trying to work out, to be honest. I, when negotiating with South, that was probably the main reason that uh, that I ended up signing with them, because I wanted to dip the toe into the coaching waters and, and see if that was something that I wanted to pursue, potentially. And um, I probably worked out that I don't want to end end up back in the, the AFL system as a coach. I think that was something that I, I wanted to work out. And um, so I certainly know I, I sort of don't want to head down that path, but I've really enjoyed the, the development side and working with the juniors. So that could be something I continue to look at over the next couple of years. Uh, and then in terms of the, the media stuff, uh, I'd never thought through my whole career that I would uh, end up in the media uh, post, post my playing days. And, yeah, it's funny. I got an opportunity at the start of the year to do some special comments for, for a Crows game and uh, off the back of that, really enjoyed it. Um, got an opportunity to, to co-host a sports breakfast show on a Saturday morning, which uh, I've really enjoyed. And that's just led to you know, other opportunities 
um, other sports shows and uh, more special comments on, during games and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm certainly keen to continue to explore that and, and something that's really surprised me, but one thing I've, I've really enjoyed. So we'll see what happens uh, in that space. Yeah, you've certainly got a bright future there, no doubt. Bryce, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. No worries, boys. Great to chat. Bryce Gibbs there. Uh, now, Fexpert Car Service book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, fair enough, too, with all the revelations coming out today. I think the players want to just buy their time, think about things before they make comment, because I'm sure there'll be a lot of players down the track they'll be going to that aren't playing anymore and getting their views on the camp as well. Yeah, the, the infamous uh, 2018 oh, camp. I think we should go away. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things, though, isn't it? I, I, I've also thought, as I mentioned earlier, about the Essendon drug saga. They signed a piece of paper, no disclosure. But I would have thought this one was slightly different in as much as if they had a secret, and a lot of people rated collective. Mm. Oh, yeah, they? they still do. A lot of people do. rate them. Um, so, you know, there was some stuff. that I don't think it, it didn't start out that sinister, I wouldn't have thought, but it mm. certainly finished up that way. I guess there, Bryce Gibbs. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA for weeks. Weeks homes discovered different. And also, our, I like this segment, the community sport yep. with Elders. Elders Insurance, from local footy to community events, it's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. And no one does it better, really, than Ben Hawke, when you think of the Sunday Mail, covers... Oh. A myriad of it's a great, sports. It's a great read. I, it is. I, I, I enjoy reading. And often little yeah. unique things yeah. or things we don't sort of hear of any joints now. Hi, Ben. How are you? David, Malcolm. Uh, my mother will be very pleased to know that someone other than her reads my Sunday Mail column every week. Oh, I've already I've read it all the time. I've been in it a couple of times, Hookie. I've got to read in case I get back in there, you know, <laughs> and so does Blighty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell us about Celestina Donor or Donna, the answer to Blighty's Trent Ormond Allen. What's that all about? Wow. Well, Bl- many of your listeners will re- remember the day when Blighty went into a game of AFL football. I reckon it was 1999, Blighty, when you didn't have a ruckman. And you put Trent Orman Allen into the ruck, who's about, what, 5'11 or something? Yeah, but she could spring. <laughs> the best spring. Yeah. Well, Celestina Donner is exactly the same. She plays for Morfordville Park in the Adelaide Footy League Division One women's competition. She uh, has played a couple of games for Norwood. But uh, Brad Ferrell, who's the coach for Morfordville Park, Plays her in the ruck. She's 165 centimetres. So, <laughs> what is she, about five foot five? But yeah. she's got an incredible leap. And she can spring over most rucks that she opposes. She's been a dominant player in this competition to the point that uh, on Monday night, I was there uh, assisting with the presentation. But she won her second straight Gina Dutke medal for the best player in that competition. Wow, wow. Incredible story. She's 25. She uh, came from soccer and athletics, and a couple of her friends just dragged her over, why don't you have a crack at football? She's played four years now and won back-to-back the uh, Gina Dutchke medal. Uh, she's a ripping young woman. Um, she works as a, an apprentice concreter for the Marion Council. She's about to quit that job and go and join the um, the fly-out, fly-out, fly-in, fly-out oh, yep, yep. in the mines up at Olympic Dam. She trades, this is her side hustle, would you believe, she trades Nike shoes. So she owns about 500 pairs of Nike oh, shoes. What? When they go up in value, she sells them. And when they go down <laughs> in value, she buys, buys them. She's, a, she's an incredible story. But uh, yeah, back-to-back Dutchkey medal. So uh, there's six back-to-back winners in the history of the medal and 11 multiple winners. She joins all of those. So incredible young story of a young girl from the southwestern suburbs of Adelaide who, um, yeah, I mean, 
who knows what is going to happen with her work, but if she really put her mind to it, she could be potentially pushing to be a 27, 28-year-old uh, AFLW uh, recruit draftee. Yeah. She's, uh, she's that talented. Jeez, it sounds like it too. And with Nike shoes. Now, there's a guy, Brad Shields, 1,000 career goals, just like Buddy. So, Blighty, in your day, and Wilds as well, you both would remember uh, Alan Shield, the journalist yep. for oh, the yeah, Shield. I used to do an article with him in the advertising. Jeff Hill, yeah. Well, well, Brad is Alan's son. Ah. And uh, Brad has been a very, very good footballer for a long period of time. Brad's 46 now. He actually retired from footy in 2009. He played in a lot of the country leagues, played in the Victor Harbour League and the River Murray League. He retired in 2009. Unbeknownst to him, he kicked 968 goals in his career. <laughs> It was only at the start of this year, and he's a very, very great contributor of my column. His name's Peter Lyons. He lives over uh, on the West Coast, and he is the absolute authority on everything that has to do with country footy. And early this year, he released a book on all the leading goal kickers in country football competitions. So if you'd won an association goal kicking award, you were in the book. And it turned out Brad Shield, they did the numbers, got, went through all of his goals at Victor Harbour and all of his goals at Imperials in the River Murray League. He had 968. Now, he'd retired in 2009. He's 46. He came back this year, didn't he? Oh. He kicked 24 goals in his first five games with <laughs> a knee. Yeah. And you would have thought, well, that's society just telling you, maybe, you know, you're done, you're out, you're finished. Last, so not last week, but the week before, he came back from the knee injury, booted eight in the B grade for Imperials to get himself to 1,000 goals in his wow. career. So um, what a great story that is. 13 years off and decided to come back. And uh, he'll, he'll finish the year for it. So he's not just going to get to 1,000 and retire, but uh, 1,000 goals is an outstanding milestone at any level of footy. Uh, ben, could, could, could he do the same on me, mate? I'm, I've got 800 and something <laughs> senior footy. But I kicked a lot in the, in the junior footy and all the way through and also in, in suburban footy. I reckon I've kicked when, over over a thousand. Could he just check on me, please? I'll get Peter onto that. But uh, if you need a couple more, mate, we just need North Melbourne or uh, Woodville to come up with an over sixty fives competition, and you'd be a moral. <laughs> I reckon. Actually, I kicked ninety nine for walking under 18s one year too. I might go back and just get my last one. Hey, just on um, Alan Shield, am I right, Ben? He made a double hundred. Yes, he, he did. played for yeah, South, South Australia, Australia a few games and yes, made a double oh, century. Yeah. yeah, he did. No, 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 no. Alan good was man. a very, very good cricketer. In fact, Alan. Uh, and you guys might remember this, he was very heavily involved in the reporting around the birth of World Series cricket. He was at the forefront of it. So he was actually over in England uh, reporting and, and, you know, trying to find out all of the details of what was going on because all of the players were signing one by one, not completely dissimilar to Liv Golf. But, yeah, very, very good player and then a wonderfully respected journal as well. Yeah, he was too. As I said, I did an advertising article with him. He loved, good man, his, loved his footy and he yeah. knew his footy too. Hey, now listen, just, just in closing... There's a, a, a bizarre start time in the Port Central Sandville game. I'm just interested in this. I thought oh. I'd raise this because I heard David Koch speak on another radio show this morning saying that he feels like the SNFL isn't doing the right thing by the Port Adelaide Football Club and they're considering leaving the SNFL this year. Can I just point this one out? Last weekend, Port Adelaide played Central District. It was uh, ended up being at Woodville Oval. Malcolm, your Sorry, mate. Wasn't it the week before? There was a bye last week. Yeah, it was the week before. Oh, yeah, yeah so okay, We're right. going back uh, yeah. 10 days ago now, but yeah, I only yeah. sort of stumbled across this story and with what Tossie had to say today. This game was played at a neutral venue, Woodville Oval. It was played at 7.40 on a Saturday night. There were 600 people there. I mean, that's not really doing the right thing by SNFL footy. What happened was Port Adelaide wanted to get all of their staff from the Port Geelong game um, to be able to uh, oh, yeah. train and strap and all of yep. the sorts of things that you've got to do for your SNFL team as well. 
So this is what happened to Central District. Their reserves team played at 10.20 that morning against Norwood at Norwood Oval. So they're all at the ground at 9 o'clock in the morning, all of their volunteers, Central District. Then they had to turn up at, what, 7 o'clock for the uh, Port Adelaide uh, Central District second game. So gone from they're Elizabeth people. They've gone from Norwood to Woodville back to Elizabeth for about 11.30 finish. You know, I don't know. I'm a bit uncomfortable with that. I just I understand Port Adelaide always wants to cut the best deal for themselves as possible, and that's reasonable. But a bit uncomfortable that Port Adelaide decided that it was more important for their paid people to be able to have a very smooth run mm. and really set Central up. I was a bit. I, I just think that was a bit unfortunate. Great stuff. Thanks for that, Hooky. Always a pleasure, guys. Ben Hook there. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler. A Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to ICanWin.com.au. You can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. I reckon Ben's second or third in district runs most ever. Played a lot of cricket. Uh, most uh, ever runs, I'm yeah, pretty sure. He's obviously, he's filled in for you a couple of times. A couple of Bradman medals, which yeah, is oh, very wonderful handy. Wonderful cricket. Yeah, wonderful. Good farming as well. Well, that's it for us. Uh, another interesting program. G. Eddie Betts is going to be on the... Yeah. I, 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 I hope it goes away. There's some sort of resolution that Eddie's comfortable and the club's comfortable. Because, and it's the last thing Adelaide want now. This is yeah. four years later. Yeah, uh, the Could book's it. out. People are going to read it, make up their own minds. And uh, I thought you discussed it pretty well earlier. Uh, that's it for us, Malcolm. I'll see you tomorrow night between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.